Hi, my name is Serena Aurora. I am an Ayurvedic health practitioner and certified yoga therapist. And this is a series of talks that brings Ayurvedic practices to promote optimal health and sustainable healing. And I really look forward to sharing them with you. Today is all about your daily routine, your dinacharya. And so, you know, you wake up, what's the first thing you do? Oh, it is? Well, that's what you said we would find. <laughs> I'm asking for you. <laughs> if, if pooping is the first thing you do, then amazing. You are healthy. And that was definitely a, um, when I was at my healthiest, that was definitely the case. And it still is to some degree. So like waking up, feeling that urge, and it's like, okay. And you get up, it wakes you up, you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock, wake you up go to the bathroom, empty out. And that is a great way to start your day. And it's really um, the opposite, and I did mention this earlier, is having coffee to make yourself go to the bathroom. And the coffee actually is such a stimulus to the colon. Do you remember this conversation? Okay, so this coffee stimulates the colon, the peristalt peristaltic movement, and that's what makes you feel like you need to go to the bathroom. That's the urge that is created. But over time, as I said, that consistent stimulus, that false stimulus, ultimately, it's not like your body realizing that it needs to go. And that per your peristaltic muscles will weaken over time. If, you're cons if you are relying on coffee to go to the bathroom, to have a bowel movement, that will, your peristaltic muscles will weaken because it's not, um, it's not sensing it. It's not sensing it on its own. Mm -hmm. So lower, lower, like lessen the amount of coffee that you drink. Drink it. Coffee is um, very vata vitiating, so it increases vata. And it can also, um, it, caffeine in general increases vata, increases restlessness, increases distraction, um, and it increases ama. Ama is the toxic, morbid waste product that lives in your body, or that is undigested food. Yes. Is it the caffeine that? Yes. In the yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Would that be true if you drink like green tea? Yeah. So green tea. The difference between tea and coffee, though, is that tea has astringent. It's more astringents. So the, it's called tannins. So they have tannins, and it's, so it's more astringent, meaning that it holds the caffeine in a tighter chemical reaction. So like the caffeine doesn't like expand like coffee. Co ex co when you drink coffee, caffeine goes through your body, whereas the tannins in tea tighten, they're more astringent, so they pull the caffeine in, and so you can essentially drink it and eliminate it, and it doesn't like it's not overstimulating for your body. You can actually like pee it out, the caffeine. So that's why tea isn't as, as stimulating as coffee is. Yeah, even though it's caffeinated, your tea is caffeinated. And so that's the reason behind that. Um, but you may notice, you know, does anyone notice that they cannot drink tea or coffee or any caffeine after a certain time of day? Vatas, pittas. Do you, yeah? yeah? What does it do for you, Nicole? Can't sleep. Can't sleep. Yeah. yeah. And you notice, and you're like kind of, you're, 
maybe didn't notice it before. And then you're like, why can't I sleep? And then when you don't drink it, you're like, oh, I, it's because I drank. And I'll do the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah, I had a chai at two or whatever. And it's like, I can't do that anymore. So vata is especially, it's very vata vitiating. So you, what you'll notice is if you drink that and it wake, keeps you awake, it'll wake you up during the vata time of day, which is vata time of day, 2 to 6. So 2 to 6 p.m. and 2 to 6 a.m. So you'll notice between 2 and 6 a.m., you're going to be wide awake. You'll wake up. And so that's the vata stimulus like that's like it's too you're too vata so then you have increased vata so then it's like you can't sleep you'll be awake <laughs> yes yeah. resonating yes yes correct because 6 a.m. is kapha time so it's like yes so vatas tend to be uh, and and vata high vata too much vata people People with high vata, I should say, um, you know, two to six a.m. is like, huh, you're restless, you're up, you can't sleep. The kaphas have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> and the pittas either, because they're just like, I just went to bed. <laughs> okay, good. So, the daily routine is really a we call this dinacharya, dinacharya. So what is your daily routine? And it may take you some time to really understand it, figure it out, play with it a little bit, and then get it down according to your imbalance. So if you notice your imbalance, as we're speaking about this, like vatas are up, you know, too much vata, you're up at two to six, between two and six. So if you're not sleeping, what do you need to do to, in your daily routine, make your sleep better. Sleep is sleep and hydration. Those are the two really most key pieces to health. So sleep for your nervous system and hydration for your vitality and your elimination and to get things moving, to make sure you're moving. And so the first thing to do when you wake up is Drink hot water. It's like, if that's the first thing you do, you like stumble over to the kettle, <laughs> do it. Or if you have a timer on your kettle, you know, some people, the, the, the timers and whatever, all the fancy hot, or the instant hot water, those are like life changing. <laughs> the instant hot water, great, it's done. And so drink your hot water first thing in the morning. This will stimulate your bowels. It will start to get yourself going. GI tract, break your fast, right? You want to break your fast. This is before you eat breakfast. You want to hydrate and empty your bowels so that you eat on an empty bowel. You do not want to have food and or residue and then pile upon it. If it's not eliminated or you haven't evacuated, you definitely want to consider doing what you need to do in your daily routine to evacuate first thing in the morning. So hot water will help you do that. Then what's the next thing? Tongue scraping. Great. So you can tongue scrape. You So that's also going to stimulate. stimulate. You might even, some people even feel it. Like they'll scrape their tongue and they're like, oh, 
Okay, ooh, what's going on down there? And they'll feel it because you're massaging your organs on your tongue. So tongue cleaners look like this. I only have one left, by the way. We had so many in the store there. They're gone. So one left. Um, but I can, I'm going to send you the links to it, and they ship free all through the US. Canada, sorry, no longer. Yeah, so this one's yours if you want it. <laughs> Give to Canada. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. All right. So you can do, I recommend a stainless steel tongue scraper or copper. And we had lots of, copper is a great antibacterial, antimicrobial. Um, it's just also um, very, when you can drink from a copper cup or you have a copper tongue scraper, you put it in the moonlight. It's very, it will cleanse, you put water in it, cleanse the moonlight will cleanse it. That's what they do. It's a very um, sound ritual in India. So they take copper cup, they put it in the moonlight, cleans it, like energetically infuses the water with like good prana, and then you drink it in the morning. It's like this idea. So I did miss one thing. Before your hot water, when you wake up in the morning, I re we recommend looking at your hands. So yeah, what page is that on, by the way? 104. 104, thank you. So your daily routine, staring at your hands and looking at yourself, looking at your hands is a great way to just simply um, acknowledge, acknowledge. And they say that Atma, Atma, your spirit lives in this Anjali, in this Anjali Mudra that your spirit is here and that you're, this is the reflection, this mirror reflection of your spirit. And so when you look at your hands and find gratitude for your spirit, for your soul, for being alive for this next day, it's just a moment. It's a moment that you can look at yourself, feel yourself, be with yourself. It's very simple. I find it really sweet. Um, then Splash your face, rinse your eyes, drink your hot water. And then if you need to stimulate a more, now the goal is to evacuate. The goal is to evacuate. So if you need to, the next thing would be Kapalabhati. Okay? So Kapalabhati, you can sit, you can find your seat and just Kapalabhati. Your breath of fire, so you've scraped your tongue, you've drunk your hot water, you scraped your tongue, you're stimulated from the top down. Now the idea is to stimulate from the bottom up. And so when that fire meets the water, fire and water creates steam and which dosha? Pitta, fire, water, pitta. And so now you have Agni. That's what we're doing. We're building Agni. First thing in the morning, you want to build your fire, build your Agni. Fire and water, steam. The sweat lodge is the perfect example of Agni. If you have low Agni, this experience, actually you are literally infusing your body, infusing your spirit, infusing your soul, your being with Agni. This, this passion, this courage, it's courage, liquid courage, sometimes is dubbed as alcohol, right? It's like, think of it this way. It's like the steam. This is like a, a different perspective of liquid courage. It's like the steam that I'm 
I'm going to invite into my body. I'm going to breathe the steam in. Most people, you know, will fight it or, oh, it's too hot. I've really learned through this, the sweat lodge is bringing the steam in, inviting the steam in is like so powerful. It's empowering. And it's very cleansing to do that. It's like literally breathing in Agni so that you can detoxify. It burns away the ama. You are detoxifying, burning ama away from the inside out. This is a, a strong practice for um, vata, it's a great practice for vatas. Vatas especially, we were just talking, Anna and I were just talking about it at lunch, you know, how vatas in this sweat lodge and feels almost um, like it's, it's so balancing for, for vatas, especially. Yes? So I, I think it's feedback before doing the bed. Great. Yeah, great. It's pulling out the ama. So when you're tired, that's your ama coming out, coming up to the surface. That's good. It's a good thing. So then after a while, it's going to start to release some of the ama so much so that if you did it on a regular basis, that you will feel differently. So you can, it, so you'll notice each experience that you have, um, and you do it every day, Dan. Pretty much. A steam bath every day. Yeah, we have one in the house. Good, and it's also um, your vata. It's bringing your vata down. It yeah, and you can just whoo, relax and sleep. So it's beautiful. It's great. It's bringing a lot of balance to you. So. This is something to just consider, just to think about, your Agni. And then brush your teeth. Uh, you know, you can even oral swish before, so take some oil in your mouth. Um, I'll send you the links for that as well. So oral swishing, we call that gandush, gandusha. Um, you can bring your oil in your mouth, you swish it around, and what this does is it pulls ama from your mind. It's like pulls it all the, like, let's say you had lots of weird, crazy dreams or you have uh, unprocessed emotions from that night before. So there was, you know, maybe you didn't sleep all that well. And so there's some still some, um, whatever's unprocessed in your mind, that is all going into your mouth as you, because it's called oil pulling. So you're technically literally pulling ama toxic morbid waste, pulling it out of your mind, swishing it around in your body, pulling ama out of your mouth, out of the plaque, the, you know, uh, any residue that isn't welcome, that creates like bacteria and all that kind of stuff. Swish it around for some time, maybe like three to five minutes, something like that, if you can. And it'll get foamier and more and more foamy. So you may, at one point, you don't want to put too much because at one point you're going to be like, <laughs> okay. So it gets foamy because foam or like if you think of that, that um, guna, that quality of foamy, what guna quality is that? Which dosha is that? Yeah, slimy, smooth, foamy, kapha. So all the kapha is coming out, the kapha ama, and then what you want to do is spit it out, okay? Do not swallow that oil. So spit it out, usually in a garbage can is, is or if you're outside, you know, give it back to Mother Earth, or um, a toilet if you can, but if it's in a sink and it's coconut oil especially, and it's winter, you're gonna have a lot of drainage problems, you have a lot of clogged 
clogged bathtubs, clogged um, sinks, those kinds of things. So be careful with that, with coconut oil, especially in winter. I mean, today we did the oil massage. And so in the question was, what oil shall I use? So if you are Vata person, you have very high Vata or you are a Vata personality, I recommend sesame oil, raw sesame oil, not toasted sesame oil. You'll smell like a stir fry, okay? So raw organic sesame oil if you can. Um, or vata oil, and I'm going to send you the links for that with Banyan Botanicals. Banyan Botanicals is an amazing corporation. It's a B corporation. I don't know if anybody knows about B corporations in the States, um, but that means that they're doing so many great things. They're working directly with the farmers. They're working, di they're working for the environment. They're working for small business. They're working, so the B corporation for small business is really power, uh, doing great things, and it's not, not everyone gets that status. So this company will, you know, it's got daily massage oil, it's got vata massage oil, it's got pitta massage oil, it's got kapha massage oil, with all the right herbs and things that um, move through it. So you can use daily massage oil if you're not sure. There's a sleep easy massage for at night, a, an oil, sleep easy oil, Dan, this is for you, a sleep easy oil massage, a steam bath, and then a shower it off. If it and then sleep like that is the ultimate, yeah. Or the sleep easy massage in the night. Then you take a warm bath and then go to bed. Okay. So this is something that you can really bring into your practice at the end of your day, or if you prefer at the beginning of your day. Pittas can use coconut oil. Coconut oil, yes, or something just a little bit lighter like we use today, almond oil. And almond oil is neutral for everyone, for all the doshas, vata, pitta, kapha. Pittas don't usually really need a lot of oil, but you know, it's nice to put some oil sometimes, especially in winter when it's dry and cold. Mm -hmm. And of course, pitta takes, you know, you have a lot, when you have high pitta, you, your pitta comes out in your skin. So it's nice to take care of your skin so that you can, you know, give that, notice that exchange, that what's happening. You don't want to be too oily, but you definitely want to bring some kind of cleansing. It's, it's not putting, for vatas, you're very dry. So the oil soaks right in. For pittas, you'll notice it doesn't soak right in and kaphas either. It doesn't soak right in. And so it'll kind of stay on the surface. And that's okay. So what it's doing is it's pulling, it's pulling toxins. Ayurveda uses oil for almost everything. When I did Panchakarma in India, like there was oil in places, I didn't even know I had places, like <laughs> in crevices and holes that I had, orifices, orifices I didn't even know existed. And it's like, this is it. They're, it's like a, it's a, like a pull, it's, it's a nourishment in some ways. And so it goes in your nose, it goes in your ears. My dad just phoned me just, two seconds ago and he's like, I need some ear oil. Can you give me some ear oil? I'm like, okay, just put some vata, you can put vata oil in your ears because vatas take life in through your ears. Okay, so it's good if your ears are feeling dry, you can put oil in your ears. You can lie on one side, pour it in. And especially if you're, you have itchy ears or if you have like um, excess wax, ear wax, that's actually a sign of dry ears. So 
because it's trying to put moisture in it. So you lie on one side, pour some oil in your ears, let it come to the surface, wait for some time, you maybe warmed it up. So warming up oil looks like a hot water, like a bowl of hot water or a mug of hot water and you just put the bottle in it and it just warms it up that way. You're not gonna warm it up in a pan or anything like that, okay, so in the bottle. So keep it warm, keep it there, take a washcloth that you don't mind getting oily and then turn over, let it all drain out, do the other side, wait some time, do the same thing, and then you're okay. So you've, you, will you will moisturize the ear canal, ear canal, and it's very effective, especially in winter. Um, I had a, one of my clients when I was working as a, in the clinic at the Ayurvedic Institute, and she was 80 something in her late 80s and she was like I am so my ears are so itchy I can't get over it and she's just like she would like um, you know scratch them until they were bleeding and I did this treatment with from her she's like she would hear tinnitus it's great for tinnitus if you have like ringing in your ears she I did this practice for her or this therapy she came back I had a follow-up with her two weeks later she like hugged me She's like, oh, so like, oh my gosh, it was the first time in my, like, however long in her, like, however long decades she was living with this, that she didn't have to, like, itch her ears. And so I, then she, you know, you can just put a little bit, even just you put a Q-tip or so, you can put some oil in each night to have, if you're, especially if you're Vata. And so you can do it like that. Kaffas, uh, the oil is, again, it's like more like a, safflower oil or um, something lighter or almond oil is is good for kaffas as well yes is there a negative to leaving the oil on your skin your sheets will be oily well yes and your <laughs> clothes yeah it's not recommended and also because it's pulling toxins it is pulling toxins you would so you want to wash that off yeah and also you don't want to clog your pores so if you leave it on, it will clog your pores. So when you bring in warm water, it's opening your pores. The, the oil soaks in even more, creates a nice barrier, but not a clogging. So then you take it off the surface. Yeah. And as I mentioned on the beach earlier, not putting too many like soaps or shampoos or anything afterwards because it sort of it will dry you out. It'll negate it. Uh, oftentimes, especially, you know, people who have kids, you know, you'll bathe your kid and then put your lotion on your baby and then put your baby to, you know, change your diaper and then put them to bed. So that's like a common practice in the West. And um, someone asked, I remember we were sitting in class and Dr. Ludd, someone asked Dr. Ludd, so what about that? Like, you know, bathing first, having a bath first and then putting lotion and he just looked at her like she was from outer space. And he said, well, you're going to have a very dry baby. <laughs> I still remember. You're going to have a very dry baby. And so she was like, what? And so it's like, do you notice you have to do it a lot? You have to keep doing it because your baby's dry. <laughs> you're like drying your baby out. <laughs> so the idea is to put the oil on. And so lots of Ayurvedic inclined parents where they will oil their child their baby but in India too it's just like a common thing oil the baby then bathe the baby and then put them to bed so it's it's a mind shift a culture shift yeah 
<laughs> and so there's that. Okay, so oiling in your nose, it's called nasya. In your ears, ear oil. Um, up your butt, that's a great, so this is called basti. So you put oil in your, up your butt for, why? <laughs> why would you want to do such a thing? To, so it's pulling, right? It's a pulling action. So it's going to, if you're constipated, oil up, and, and you can actually do a couple things. So you can use um, a dashmul, D-A-S-H-M-O-O-L, dashmul, is an herb. You can make a tea out of it, like a, just a, the herb and then hot water. You can boil it and then strain it. You can put that up your, um, in, in your anus, and that's uh, called a basti, an, uh, like a colonic or a, an enema, I guess, in, in some way. And so you can uh, put this tea into your colon, and then that will cleanse you. It'll pull out. It's an astringent, so it'll pull your feces out and down. And then they usually, if you're doing pancha karma, which is the treatment for five days, 10 days, a week, two weeks, sometimes 10, uh, like a month, you can do pancha karma for some time. So you're constantly doing therapies. What they'll do is they'll um, do the tea, and then one day they'll do the oil. So one day the tea, one day the oil, because the tea is quite depleting, and then the oil will nourish that space. So it's tea and oil. And so what you're doing is like you're softening your stools, you're softening, you're opening your colon, you're pulling out the ama, the toxic morbid waste, out of your colon so that things can start flowing much more easily. Okay, so you're not pushing it up. I think that's what colonics do, yeah? They, it's like a push. Colonics I'm not quite sure. Yes. Um, they push water in until you're at oh. full capacity and you feel uncomfortable. And then you have and to push. And then they reverse the faucet so it comes all the way back out. Reverse the faucet? Well, you know, like, oh. like a. Oh, we thing. see. And then pull it. Yeah, so it's oh, okay. like until you, like, I'm full of water, I'm going yeah. to pop, and then yeah. they reverse the flow oh. so that it comes back out again. Oh, wow. Sounds very all unpleasant. All the way up in the <laughs> stomach. Oh, right. small intestine. Quite uncomfortable because you very. Feel, and if there's any air in there, Oof. then you're adding water to it, and then you're like super, super yeah. uncomfortable. Wow. It's not pleasant, but no. I thought it was healthy. Yeah. So this and like a busty, an Ayurvedic busty or an enema, it's it's quite comfortable. Like you lie on your side, you put it in. It's like there's not no pressure. Yeah. And then you drain it, it just drains out. And it's the herbs and the oil that's doing the work, not the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Don't you love Ayurveda talk? I love it. Poop. Puke. Semen. <laughs> okay, so the puke, well, speaking of puke, it's that, that is not necessarily, there's also a practice. So enema is pulling ama down and out and then did I speak about the puking practice that is pulling ama up and out and this is more you're pulling vata down vata ama down but if you have kapha ama where does kapha live in the lungs, in the lungs. so you want to 
puke it out because it's, it's a shorter distance and it's more effective. So this is called, we call this vamana. And that's a very effective practice, very effective for too much kapha, for excess kapha. And so it's a, uh, a vomiting pra uh, therapy. Okay. But to be guided, you don't do this on your own. Yeah, don't do it on your own. No. Okay. And then after all that, you've oiled, you've scraped, you've scraped your tongue, you've drank hot water, you've kapalabhati, you've doing breath work, you've done oiling, you've brushed your teeth, you put oil in every orifice you own, and then you shower it off, and now you're ready to do some movement. Yes. And so now I'm like, okay, I'm high vata, so I'm going to do, we talked about it yesterday, I'm high vata. I'm, my vata is super high. Today I'm going to do 10 minutes of which part? Eliminate. eliminate. I'm going to do eliminate. That's it. I'm going to do this pose, this pose, this pose, and eliminate series, and that's it. That's my practice. And then I go. Then I eat. Then I go to work. Then I do whatever I need to do. Okay. Uh, or I have high, or let's say I don't really know. I don't really know what's going on. I do 10 minutes of what? ingest or if I'm like oh I'm super like I didn't I couldn't poop and I need to do or I'm feeling sluggish what should I do for three minutes Kapalabhati. Ah, some Kapalabhati some Kriyas maybe I'm feeling irritated and my Pitta is high ah. <laughs> okay do your Pitta your Kriyas move it out and then you're good Okay, so you're doing something, biggest bang for your buck, biggest bang for your buck. And this is on that next page again, brim. So I, know, I don't know if you're making notes or if anything is like really coming to you. Maybe your breath practice is, you know, Kapalabhati. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's just belly breath. Maybe it's, maybe it's a cooling breath because you're feeling, you know, super hot when you wake up. I don't know. Uh, what's your ritual? Maybe it's hot water. I'm gonna, every night before I go to bed, I'm going to do the oil, I'm going to do the steam, I'm going to go to bed every night. That's my ritual, end of the day. And it's sacred. You hold this sacred. And you do not let anybody mess with it. You don't let your people in your home mess with it. You don't let your animals mess with it. You don't let your uh, mind mess with it or your letting go of responsibility mess with it. This is like it. And when you can keep these things sacred, you've got um, something very, very powerful to work with. Okay. Ritual, brim, breath, ritual, intention, movement, meditation. And so you can fill those out, what that means for you, what's the biggest bang for your buck. We have a course, uh, an online course called, um, what is it called? Uh, what's it called? Oh, Ayurveda ABCs that I made up, yes. Um, I did, I, but part of it, it's, but the ATA, what is it? Uh, Ayurveda, <laughs> I forget the name of it. Um, oh my gosh, okay. Anyway, we have this course, and the abbreviation is ATA. <laughs> Ayurvedic transformation, I don't know, something. Um, oh, 
awaken to Ayurveda. <laughs> That's it. ATA, awaken to Ayurveda. And so my Ayurveda ABCs are in this. So I literally take you from the morning to like the, your morning routine, and I put it in an ABC remembering, ABCDEFGHI, actually. And so if you remember all of those things, you, I, it, it comes with like PDFs, and you can post, post it on your bathroom mirror, and you're like, okay, A, B, C, D. Obviously, a part of it is here, but if you remember it, they're super quick, and they become a routine. Um, what's, so you also get that. You also get um, a course, like an online, the foundations course the, to remind you. Um, you also get the relationship dosha test and like some information. I did a whole course uh, workshop on Ayurveda and relationships, how you show up as a vata in relationship, how you show up as a kapha in relationship, and how you show up in, as a pitta in relationship. Also how you speak to yourself and three words to avoid. Three words to avoid. Okay, because we're talking about landing your words today. These are words that when you start saying them to yourself, they deplete you. They create ama inside of you, toxic morbid waste. And then you also get a community. So we're all, there's a whole group of people that are doing this daily practice and stuff is coming up for them, asking questions. Did this happen? How is this going for you? And like, there's, so there's lots of support. I'm in there. Uh, Andara's in there. Uh, we have a couple other people in there, and then who, all the people that have, are in the course. So if that speaks to you, let me know. We'll set you up. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you.